It's time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 363. Uh, thanks to Nick here. Thanks to Uniden. But Stephen, we're, we're laid back in the Tech Guide Theatre. Great to be with you. Yeah, great to be with you too, Trev. It's, uh, I'm actually not here. You're not here. No. Well, many people think that you're not here very often. Oh, I've checked out. Is that, what people <laughs> is that the word on the street? Trev's checked out. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, no. So uh, these, are the, uh, these are what we're calling the filler episodes. Yeah. 363, 364, where there's a bit of tech to, to integrate, but because I'm on holidays, we didn't want to let our listeners down. That's right. We wanted to, we wanted to provide solid content because you've got holidays coming up as well. So we I didn't do, want to yeah, have, yeah. we didn't want to, we, we can't be sure when we're going to have fillers for those shows. So we thought, well, we've got a day. Let's, uh, let's get a couple of episodes in the can yep. so that we can entertain people over the next couple of weeks. This is, so this is like when a TV program goes, you know how when it's, it's the season and then it, the, the season finishes, the non-ratings period? It's the Seinfeld clip show. Is this the, non- <laughs> the clip show, the non-ratings period? Is this yeah, this one? we're in okay. non-ratings This period. is the non-rating yeah. period show. But All if right. you love the show, tell your friends, share it around and Absolutely. leave a rating and review yeah, yeah. on the podcast. But we still love your ratings. But we, the... did get, we did get a few good suggestions from, uh, from listeners and we appreciate those. And actually one of them uh, I, I thought was... Was a very very good question, and I will dig up who it's from because I've I've, I've lost the email now. But um, it re- related to travel tech. Yep. Um, the kind the specific question um, was was more about hotels. So the question was um, why not discuss what technology you like and don't like or wish to see in hotels? Yep. You stay in a lot of them. Thanks, Michael. Yes, we um, do. Now I'm just going to kick off straight away and say today I expect a Bluetooth speaker in a, in a hotel room. Yep. Yep. There's, there's often Bluetooth speakers. There, have you ever had a room with a Bluetooth speaker? I have. Oh, I've had a few, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the difference like a now Sonos for me... speaker as well. No, no. I, so um, New York, uh, Samsung earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think what they had. They had a, they had a JBL Horizon. You know, the, the yes. circle. Yep. Um, it's, like a, like a, it's like a circle sitting on the bench. And it's Bluetooth. So... Do you know what you're sitting at one because we we spend a bit of time in the hotel room, you know, working. You yeah. you actually use the desk. If people wonder why those desks are there, yeah. it's for people we who are them. people who are working on on yeah. trips. Um, you actually sit there at your desk and do and some it's, work. It's funny where the desks are positioned sometimes. Awful. Like sometimes my my least favorite position is when the desk is right below a big screen TV. <laughs> so yeah. you, you sort of, you, you're right. The TV is literally in your face. So. I like it when the desk is away from the TV. 100%. I yeah. like a desk to be a distinct desk, not a bench under the TV. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, but having a speaker in the back background and your phone yeah, means nice. you can pair it up. You can have your music going, uh, whether you're in bed or at the desk, you've got your music. And yep. so I know a lot of uh, – there's basically three levels of, of uh, hotel um, audio. There's a crappy AM, FM radio, <laughs> clock radio. Clock radio, yeah. There's one that has like a, a USB iPod. And they yep. might still have a 30-pin iPod. Yeah, um, that means it's a pretty old yeah, hotel. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then there's Bluetooth. And I, I would yeah. say, if you want there the There is a fourth, stars, actually. There is a fourth. Yes. And I had this in Berlin when I was there for IFA. It was at the Berlin Regent, which was a like a five-star hotel. They had a, a CD, a high-end CD player, mm. and dedicated speakers, mm. and a selection of CDs to play in the room. 
Why on earth are they just in? That, that's people call that old school. But if you're an audio, that might file, be a fourth. But it's not. It's yeah. not, not something but, that uh, any, any hotel should the, consider. The, the hotel, the, the CD selection was mainly classical. If you want music five stars from like. the two blokes, you need to have Bluetooth. Yeah, absolutely. No, but I, I thought if you if you're really into your into your music. And you want bring it, some CDs you, with you. If you brought some CDs, you might have a you know little CD wallet. You know those old Remember CD wallets. I love the ones that are on the in on the visor, visor. <laughs> car visor. People driving yeah. along into well, the sun on the M2 you, on the way home, and they've got their visor down. You can see their oh, CD yeah, collection. see the reflection <laughs> of the CDs. Yeah, no, but I don't. I mean, I don't use. I don't listen to CDs anymore. Do you listen to CDs? I've, anymore? I've, I mean, we sold all of ours at garage sale. Yeah, I, I have some. I can remember distinctly we we're a big garage sale when we moved. Big garage sale out the front. We've got a reasonably large driveway, so lots of stuff out there. And I remember sitting there, you know, got some kids' toys and stuff, and there was a bloke just rummaging through the CDs, and he goes, Who's the Farnham fan? Because <laughs> there was a lot of Did Farnham you put your hand there. up and went, Guilty? I went, Yeah, mate, they're selling for double the price. Yeah, right. Um, no, I, no, I sold them all. My old car, my Mercedes, before I got the Tesla, had a CD player in it. Yep. And, I, and I used to, when, when there was a, an album I really liked from a band I really liked, Gang of Youths? I used to, No. <laughs> Never heard of them, and probably never will hear of them. But, uh, <laughs> the uh, the well, I used to buy uh, the CD so that mm. I could hear it in the car and it would it'd be clear. And just for just for clarity here, folks, we're sitting in the Tech Guide Theatre with you know all the streaming in the world, but behind us, mm, yeah. five thousand Blu-rays yeah. and four K yeah, discs. Yeah, well, disc movie. How many have you got here? Disc movie. Oh, well, there's there's about. Four and a half thousand. Yeah, okay. he's got a lot of DVDs. There's a lot it's, of movies, but it's pretty. Crazy. Movies on disc and music on disc are two different things for me. Okay, like the music, uh, as I was saying, the, I used to enjoy listening to a CD. Because you're I a video file, you can pick the difference oh, yeah. in a bit rate for, from a stream movie to a Blu-ray. But I'm fussy. So I'm, I'm not, not, as, not as much. An, I am not as much audio. No, I, 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 I still appreciate the quality of audio, but. We can, I can get away with what, you know, what I've people got. There's people out there that go, oh, it's MP3, it's it's compressed and it's this and it's that. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, just chill out. I don't think most people notice. Well, some do. No, well, there are some audiophiles who have rooms like this just to listen to music mm. and with bigger speakers and more expensive speakers than I've got here. But um, I, I uh, now I, I go into JB Hi-Fi and see all the latest CD releases. I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to play that anyway. I've got Apple Music. I've got Spotify. I got Spotify in my car. My car's got its own Spotify account, mm, mm. and I got Apple Music on my phone. So I'm thinking CDs, thing of the past for me. Yeah. So back to the hotel. We've got a great uh, Bluetooth speaker, but yeah. one of the other challenges with the hotel and travel generally is power. Yeah. Um, having your charging gear. Having having your charging gear. It's the most important thing I look for when I pack. So I, I've got a drawer yeah. at home. Um, you, know, you know those IKEA square boxes, yeah, square yeah. Um, shelving things. I've got one of those with a drawer, and that's just got all my travel stuff in it, whether it's yeah. headphones, passports, everything's in yeah. there. <clears throat> so I grab passport. And the next thing I do is I grab my my adapters. Gear. So I've got a Belkin travel surge, the the power adapter that has the yep. universal. You can flick around. Yeah, I use that too. That's but brilliant. it's got so it's got all the plugs. But you got to remember, that, you know, the one thing about it, which I should give this feedback to to Belkin, it doesn't actually say on the thing which country it is. It'd be really you, useful. You just got to know. Yeah, you got to know. You so the ones there's a London one, US one, Europe one. Uh, yeah. Is that it, or is there a fourth one? There's a f- an Australian there's one. A fourth, yeah. <laughs> Australian one. Mm. But what I don't like about that one is that the depending. See, this is another thing in the hotel. Depending where the where the PowerPoint is. Yes. The USBs are right on the end of the brick. Yeah. So we're so, talking about a Belkin travel surge here. It's a two, 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 two Australian ports, ports yeah. which essentially, if you look at, l- let's say you're staring at your wall, folks, you're looking at an Australian PowerPoint. The, 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 you plug it in, and then you've got a PowerPoint where the, where the existing PowerPoint is, and then one below it. So, so it goes up it's and like down. It's like a double adapter. Yeah. It's a double, double adapter that goes up and down, though, yes. instead of sideways, which means if the PowerPoint is very low to the ground or low to a desk, 
or just simply yeah. restricted in space, you can't fit it in. The USBs are useless. They're mm-hmm. unaccessible. Uh, unless, well, it's a, you, unless it's an American plug. Because, you know, American plug, you can put either way. Sometimes you just can't plug so, it in yeah, at all. Yeah, sometimes you can't. Because right, there's the third plug in the, in the American so plug in this one. I yeah. always, um, I always take uh, just an extra... Like just a circle yeah. converter, just a boom in the wall. Oh yeah, I do that too. And what what I do when I travel too, and I, I'm like you, I've got a charging pack that I don't unpack. Like when I travel, yeah. or the only thing I change in it is the adapter. If I'm yeah. going to Europe, it's got to be European. I've got one. a um, Etihad change their uh, amenities kit, and again, this is a, yeah, that's a, what a I use too. I oh, no, no, uh, I, I use a crumpler. I've got a crumpler dedicated so, charging. So pack. Um, you know, we fly business class a lot. We're lucky. Yeah. Um, and uh, always, uh, you know, because uh, when when we fly internationally, you need the little amenities as a, as a guest of a company and media watch. Hello, thanks very much for your time. <laughs> we declare it. Uh, that's we a whole, whole other story. I'll explain to you later, Stephen. But okay. uh, well, the, by the time this has gone to air, it's been to air. But oh. anyway, so you get you get an amenities kit with like a yep. toothpaste and socks and all that kind of stuff yeah. in it. So Eddie had always had the same one, this Lux thing, but they changed it this time around, and it's this flip open kind of folio. And I'm like, it's yeah. actually awful amenities kit, but great for cables. It's, so the, it's a little it hard case, isn't it? No, no, it's it's oh, quite that's, soft. That's Qatar, I think. But it's uh, but yeah, I put cable now. So I've yeah. done what you've done, and I've got like a Lightning, a USB C, a USB, a, all, yeah. and then and then a couple other things, and they're just permanently in there. So I can grab and go, and I know that I've got cables for all my devices. Yeah, I've got a crumpler um, cable case. And it's got like this massive pocket where all the stuff goes, and then in the lid of the case mm. are four elastics. I put a lightning cord, USB C yep. cord, USB micro USB cord, and another whatever, and maybe a spare cord of one of yeah. them. And that way they're always accessible. And in the kit itself, I can fit the Belkin um, charger, yep. the uh, the the thing, and the, and all all the cables plus the port, the uh, adapters. Um, the other thing I've taken lately is the Sateki? Signet. No, oh, sorry, the the Sateki. The Sateki Signet have one as well. Yep. The Sateki one, which is USB C that can charge your laptop, USB three so for your devices. Yeah, with with USB C, USB quick charge, and yep. two USB. So there's three USB ports and a USB C, and it's got a figure eight um, <clears throat> cable for, you know, for your power cord. So the only problem so with that, that is yeah. they call it a travel thing, but there is mm. no universal. No. Appliance to it, so you still need to take some form but of adapter. But I think that, that that's part of its strength, I reckon, because you're not limited to, like, with the Belkin thing, where where it plugs into the wall, that limits it because no, no, of the but position. I love the cable, but I yeah. would provide a cable with three ends on it or three different yeah, cables maybe, that's maybe. All, as yeah. a travel thing. Well, what, what yeah, a, it's yeah. great because you can plug it in yeah. and just sit it on the desk and then and you just use your adapter. Because yeah. with it, with the Sateki seventy five watt thing, you can be USB C India MacBook in yeah. your phone. You can, that's you can what charge use. anything. So I had my phone, my laptop, my MacBook, and and I think a tablet, and my iPad charging out of the same brick, mm. which was very handy. But um, I, I think it goes without saying that when because it's one of our most common questions we get is roaming. Yeah. How do I keep in touch while you're overseas? Yeah. And Wi-Fi is great in hotels. It's it's normally free. They normally have like a free version and a premium version if you want yep. faster speeds these days. Or you pay five or ten bucks a day for for Wi-Fi. I'm always happy to pay because you know it's it's yeah. it's not using. So you pay for the data. faster. You pay for the faster. I, I, I always pay for the faster because I'm uploading and doing stuff like that. But even if yeah. at a hotel where it's pay well, it's or nothing, pretty good. The free ones are normally good. In, I know, I've found in, in a hotel where there's no free and you got to pay, I'd still pay. Yeah. Because you, you, it's that time when you get back to the hotel, you're uploading, you're, you're yeah. getting your emails, you're doing whatever. I think as a traveller, you should always use the hotel Wi-Fi. Um, and there's no beating around the bush. We use Vodafone. Yeah. It's just there's no other Absolutely. way to travel. If, well, we pay five bucks. So my plan at the moment, I think, is um, off the top of my head, we've got 36 gig 
um, between us, and I pay like forty bucks just for my phone. And so that means that I've got thirty. Let's so say Mandy and Jackson use six. <laughs> so yeah. I've got thirty gig a month. Um, I can use when if we're while we're away in America for two and a half weeks, I can effectively use thirty gig. But I can use fifteen, sixteen gig yeah. without any worry. And I'm paying five dollars a day for each day that I use my phone. Yeah. I can make phone calls into America and back home. And you people can make back and receive home. calls, yeah. yeah. Can, that was the issue. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm on Vodafone too. I'm on the, I think I've got 80 gig unlimited on my plan mm-hmm. and I'm the only one who uses it. <laughs> but when I travel though, like you, I, I saw, I think a recent trip, when we were, when we were in um, Worldwide Developers Conference this right. year in June, I was, you know how we stayed at the Fairmont and I was in that other wing, you know how you got to cross over, yeah. that I was in the other wing and my Wi-Fi was non-existent. So for the five days I was there, I was hotspotting my phone. Stephen was in solitary. <laughs> Did you have a baseball oh, no. up the against wall? The Wi-Fi, no. No. It was, uh, Great the, escape. The Wi-Fi, no, I didn't, no. You didn't see that? No. You didn't catch that reference there? Oh, Steve that, that's pretty good. I'm loving you. You're, you're putting movie references. I'm doing my best. Fantastic. <laughs> but uh, no, no, it helped having all that data. Yeah. And the ability to use it from, from anywhere, uh, from well, up more than 55 countries, including the US, which roams on 4G now, by yeah. the way, so that's pretty good. So going back to the yeah, Fairmont yeah. then, well, what yeah, was yeah. the conversation with the hotel? I would have well, changed rooms. I said to them, I said, my Wi-Fi is non-existent. It, it would work for an hour and then not work. And they, they were te- the techies on there said, you know what, I didn't have time. I had to yeah. do my work. I, had to, I just had to connect my phone. So anyway, that, that, that got me out of a jam, thank, thankfully, with, with my Vodafone plan. But um, yeah. It's. I remember before that, I I've been travelling with tech for fifteen years now, and early and back in the day when I'd have to buy when I when I, when I was working for News Limited and I was and I was travelling, what News Limited would give me would, would be a, a travel sim mm. for my BlackBerry. So, yeah. so I had I used a BlackBerry, right? So what the sim would do would on on would forward on my calls from my mobile number. And allow me then to call Australia, so I'd receive all my calls, okay, and then when I call out, it'd be on this other number. So well, it's a complicated system, but I got all my calls and I could make calls on, on the BlackBerry. No, the now, one is forget about that. Now it's just it's just insane that we uh, number of times I've been. It's funny when you're uh, I was at the Apple iPhone and a radio station ring go. We just want to see if we can talk to you about the new iPhone. I'm like, yeah. They go, are you across it? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Uh, and they go, oh, sorry, I rang your Australian number. I didn't hear it. And yeah, because yeah. you don't notice. The roaming, some do, though. Some do, yeah. yeah. The roaming is pretty flawless for it is both great. the caller and, yeah. and, and the receiver. I think, I think if you took a poll of Vodafone, like Vodafone premium customers that are paying for the big plans, mm. I'd say a very large percentage would say the $5 a day is the, one of the main reasons. Yeah. I'm surprised more companies haven't switched to Vodafone corporate-wise just yeah, for that Yeah, true, too. true. But so, I, I so remember, many companies have like pools of international data with yeah. Telstra and they just suck through it and they don't really do an assessment. But, but, but it was funny though, like years ago when, when like I was working, I started Tech Guide's nearly, what, eight years old now, but when we were early on and I'd have a separate SIM card and you'd be at an event and radio station wants to call you and say, like, okay, don't ring that number, don't ring my number. I've blah, blah, still blah, got, in fact, your, ring your this listing. number. In in my phone, I'm. Oh, I've got pretty, a US number. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I've still got a, a Stephen Fennick US number. I should yeah, delete it. You should um, delete it. But why? I remember why? there was one time. There was one. There was one time when um, I think I was doing a, a a spot on Newcastle radio, 
And <laughs> sorry, I just look, just looked at my contacts, and I've got Stephen Fennick experience. I've also got Stephen Fennick. Remember when we were in China? I've got I've got an international number there for okay, you. Okay, you don't need that. But uh, yeah, this this one time, I think it was it was an Apple launch. I think it was an iPad launch years ago, and the producer said, oh, "I couldn't I couldn't get you on your US number. You gave me, so I called you on this number. You're on in 20 seconds." And so I did like a five minute interview about whatever it was. And it that cost you. me about eighty dollars. I'm thinking, thanks, mate. Thanks for the hospital pass. It's um, it's important to remember though. It doesn't work everywhere. Like Dubai, uh, yeah, oh, or Abu got, Dhabi. I got hit doesn't there. work there. You make I a got phone hit. call. It's a dollar a minute or so. Well, quick story with that one. I remember traveling. I was going to London, and stop off in Dubai. And I thought, right, I, I wrote a couple of stories on the way. I said, let me just post them to Tech Guide. Could I thought, no, nah, I'll just use my phone as a hotspot. And I got the, the you know, when you land in a country and you get a little um, text message from Vodafone? Yeah. Now, that Vodafone, the, the, the text message normally says, oh, welcome to the US. You can use your yes. phone like you're at home. And I got that. All I saw was who it was from when I walked off the plane in Dubai. Oh, no. And I thought, oh, great. I said, okay, got in the, got in the lounge, like put, posted like three stories, shared them on social, was like working for a good 45 minutes. Get back on the plane to continue to London. I get it. Then I get a text message saying from Vodafone saying you've just spent seventy dollars worth of data, and I thought oh, I didn't read the the text message which said all the rates of the data. Yes, so always trap, read trap the for text young players, message, folks. So yeah, that, I've never done that again. But um, yeah, some countries, as you said, are not included in that fifty five. So countries. so travel wise, uh, we've got the hotel covered because we've got the charging. Uh, we've got uh, we've got the audio. I don't really bring much else for the hotel room. I, itself. I sometimes used to bring um, a little Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, see, that's I've stopped that. I've used worked to on do the assumption it. now that I can find some way of getting audio. Yeah, well, also I, phones I, today you can just sit them down and play exactly music. Exactly right. I don't, I just sit the phone there and play them through the speakers of the phone. Mm. They sound good enough just on their own. Yeah. yeah. So on the flight itself, uh, Stephen, it, it's amazing. How little, I reckon the last 12 months, I reckon I've watched one or two things. I've probably watched many episodes of um, Modern Family on in-flight entertainment systems, on the actual plane one. But that's my go-to. When I've run out or I just want to break from my iPad or something, I just go to the in-flight entertainment and I go Big Bang Theory or Modern Family. And they've always got reasonably recent episodes of Modern Family. But... In terms of so I oh, I mean in flight entertainment I just don't even use much anymore I'm pretty Same. much iPad based now yep um, thanks to install the, thanks stand to the, uh, install Netflix yeah. uh, install Amazon and and go the downloads uh, it's it's yeah. pretty much the exclusive way I, I keep entertained it's a great way like you know we we, we talk about streaming and sort of your binging shows. With, with you know, you got a thirteen hour flight ahead of you. It's a great opportunity to smash through Mate, a show. Didn't I smash get yeah. shorty on the last? Yeah, that's a good. Know? That's good, isn't it? Yeah, really good. That's still got two episodes to go in this yeah, season. Yeah, I'm not fully up to date this season. I've yeah. left a couple for the flight next week. Yeah, well, the, the well, last I'll week they're up to episode. Anyway, when you're listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's a good show. Get shorty, but I'm like you. I, I you fill up the iPad full of stuff on on Netflix and Stan. I remember watching. Um, uh, Stan and I've only just got onto Prime, so I haven't haven't got that on the iPad yet. But great opportunity to uh, I remember watching the first season of Ozark on the way to, oh, yeah. to Vegas last year. Did I? 
Uh, that was genius. And season two of also smash through that. Was so really then, cool. then you've got the iPad and I've it's Samsung tablet as well. It doesn't matter what it is as, yeah. long, as long as it's got Netflix. Oh, and I've, I've travelled with a Samsung Tab Tab S three. I've had it all. It frankly, it. makes no difference to be yeah. honest. I don't I don't get a Not difference between using any any type no. of tablet. Um, but audio wise, do you carry two sets? Because I I normally on a reasonable if it's a quick trip, I'll carry one set, and it's the Bose QC twenty in in ears. Yeah. But if I'm going a reasonable trip, I'll I'll have. An over ear set, probably the Sony's yep. um, uh, 1000s, and and the Bose are my in ears because you can't sleep with uh, big Sony's on or Bose on. Yeah. You've got to have smaller earbuds because you know what I do? I actually, the Bose QC20s, which are, you know, $400 headphone, they've got the noise cancelling. Yep. I flick the noise cancelling on even when I'm not plugged and into not the phone. Anything, yeah, just put the, put the whole adapter yep. in my pocket and I just, I just sit back and, and fall asleep with, you know, Noise I've done that. On. I've done that as well. And QC twenties are my go-to noise cancelling for the flight because they're small. Yeah, you, you you can put them. There's a, the packet. The case is really small. Fits in your pocket. Yeah. And so that's that's a, one thing that you just put in your pocket before you board, so you don't have to reach for your bag. Uh, I I very rarely take a second noise cancelling. I, I I take uh, my my own podcast equipment if I'm doing my own tech guide podcast. Mm. So I've got a little mixer and I've got a head, pair of headphones with that. So I've got that in case. Um, but no, generally on board, I use the QC20s. Like you, sometimes just hear nothing. But if I'm going to go to sleep to save the battery on the QC20s, I just use the earplugs. I just use the little foam, you know, twist them, like, you know, the ones, the, the, the really? expanding earplugs. So when I go to bed, put the earplugs in and that's, that's me. And, and that works better, I reckon, than noise cancelling. I've never thought of yeah. doing that. Do you use earplugs? Yeah. Every flight I've ever done, is it? Every flight I've ever done where I need to sleep, earplugs all the way. I've never had a problem sleeping. Yeah, me neither. And, and that's the reason. I think a lot of people say, how do you sleep on a plane? That is the secret. Get in the earplugs or wear your noise cancelling, yeah. whatever. Because if you can kill that engine noise, that, that rhythm, the sound, that frequency of that noise is interrupting your natural rhythm to go to sleep. It's the frequency feel interference. Like, feel like we're sitting in Seriously, some. Yeah, well, um, you know how you heard of your circadian remedies. <laughs> You've heard of your circadian rhythm. Somebody weed to me or something. No, thanks, mate. You've heard of your circadian rhythm. I've heard where, of it. Which is that sort of I'll your think, body's I'll think of natural. When I think when you no, you well, it's your body's natural <laughs> tendency to fall asleep, right? You get in this little rhythm, and then your body goes right. Oh, we're in the we're in the groove here. We're going to go to bed, and you fall asleep. The frequency of engine noise can interfere with that. So the more of that you can block out, the better your chances of go of falling asleep. So earplugs, which are in the amenities kit, or I carry, I've got my own that I carry so if with you're me. Traveling economy, just get some yeah. of the chemist yeah. on the way through. And just you know the little soft foam ones where yeah. you roll them up really skinny, stick them right in your ear. So you roll them up far you enough so that if you're looking at me now, you couldn't tell that I've got earplugs on. That's how far in they are. Right. And then you can easily get your finger in and. You, and Get them out of your ear. The reason Stephen's off mic is because he's showing me his <laughs> ear so much. Yeah. So, so and, I, I, and I, I leave him in. We should call this yeah. episode Ear Talk. Ear Talk. Well, I'm just trying to give people a tip here, but it, it has worked. I wonder how, how hard it'll be for me to get the earplugs in my kids. Cause, I did it. Yeah, yeah just right. Just roll okay. them in. Roll them up. You can roll them real skinny. Stick them right in. By now, we will have known. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, let's just work our way backwards here. So, anything else on the plane that you do or need? Well, I think one issue... I've always got that, that, that little case of cables because... Yes. Keep Good. it with you so that you can charge your phone because you... Well, I've always... All have, my charging is always with me on my carrier. Don't have battery panic at the, at the airport. No. I've always... My, my charging pack is always in my carry-on bag. Yeah. Because I've got... 
I've got the charging pack, but I, I leave my laptop charging separate in my carry-on bag, mm-hmm. just so it's easy to access. And normally at my seat, if I need power, I can charge at the seat. There's also USB ports as well for your mm-hmm. for your yep. phones. Maybe not enough power to charge your iPad. No. Um, but that's sort of the, the charging, I think, is where people get a little bit flustered. You see the wall huggers at the airport, you know, with yeah. all, the, all the power points around the walls. And in the lounges, you see people charging up their gear. Uh, but if you can charge, well, that, that's ideal if you, you fully charge before you get on board. That's that's the perfect. That's what I try to aim in to airplane do. mode. Most yeah. phones will make it well. Oh yeah, the other and your end. watch too. I find that you got to turn your your watch or your whatever watch you're using, whether it's a Samsung, an Apple Watch, whatever watch, put that into flight mode as well, and that'll save that battery as yeah. well. Yeah, because you're not connecting to a phone. All you need to do is just tell the time, yeah. turn it back out of flight mode where you land at your destination. When you turn your phone back on, and then they'll sync and give you the local time. Mm. So. The yeah, only charging. other thing, the only other thing I think travel-wise that I can think of, uh, over to you if you think of more. But Stephen, I just have to say to people, you, you really have to be able to roam in whatever way you do it, yeah. because Google Maps is amazing. Mm. Like it is, you go to New York, and I, I, I remember the first time I went to New York. I'd never been there, didn't know anything about the joint, and I just knew the places I wanted to go. You just type it into Google Maps, yeah. and it tells you which train to catch, where it is, when they're coming. Yeah, it's brilliant, mate. It is the, the the instructions for getting around major cities in the U.S. Certainly, and Europe's pretty darn good too. Yeah, Europe is great. phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. Well, that's another question we get asked a lot: is I'm traveling, I'm going away with my family, I'm going overseas. What do I do with my phone? And the travel sim is an option at the airport now. For pe- people with peace of mind, they want to know that when they leave Australia, they've got a SIM card they can use straight away. Yeah. But they pay a little bit of a premium for you that. You do, mate. So, you go to yeah. Australia Post and get a travel SIM. Yeah. Um, you get an Estonian phone number. Um, it's Estonian. a random, yeah, it's a random <laughs> phone number, but it means that you've got a number you can give to people. Yeah. Uh, who can then call you. So receiving calls is cool. Making calls is weird. So if you've ever done it on a travel SIM, what happens is you dial the number on your phone and then it hangs up automatically. Huh. And then it, it, Calls, calls you back. You back. Yeah. It's this weird thing where it calls you back, and then it then you, it starts to initiate the call. So, some computer system where they're rotting the the travel uh, system along the way, but mate, essentially it is it is it is a great convenience. It's a great way to use travel sim. But mate, I, I do think that you're better off with your local sim with the roaming applied in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I agree. I think when you land, then just do the. You can often buy a sim at the airport when you land. Yeah. Like, uh, just get a local sim. Like, US always, is easy to I buy. I always a say pre-pay. if you're traveling for more than two weeks, just take half an hour or half a day out of your life to go and find a Walmart, find a bloody place yeah. where you can buy an AT&T sim or whatever, yeah. and just hook up. Um, but otherwise, right, right, mm. like, and, and if right. you're traveling with your family, like, uh, and w- which I Trevor, right Trevor's now. just discovered, uh, if you're traveling with your family and they've all got phones, um, I'd, I'd only leave, I'd only buy one SIM with a lot of data on it, mm. right? So what you can do, say it's, let's say dad's got the SIM and buy whatever, like you might have 20 gig of data on a pre- prepaid yeah. thing. What you can do if the kids want to use their they might have a, an iPod, iPod yeah. an iPod Touch, or maybe a phone without their SIM. Hotspot. They can hotspot it off the dad. Do that. Because you've got to remember, if you've all got SIM cards and you're thinking, oh, well, we're all standing to here together, I'm just going to call them. That call's going to go, if you've got an Aussie SIM, that call's going to go all the way back to Australia and all the way back to the US or wherever you happen to be. And even you could be standing back to back in the hotel lobby and calling each other. That's still going to cost you a lot of money, that phone call. Hmm. So, and even receiving calls as well. If you're using your Aussie number overseas, Someone rings you, and you answer it. Roaming, 
you're paying for the call. Yeah, and that doesn't apply to Vodafone, to be clear. Yeah, that's um, different with Vodafone. So when, 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 right now, Amanda and I are both in the US. How weird is this? Um, <laughs> and and we're going to both roam. So I'm up for the 10 bucks a day because the, 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 the fact that we can be walking around Disneyland, I can go one way, she can go another. And I can call her. Yeah. She can call me. It's a free. It's unlimited. We've got unlimited calls and texts. Yeah. Plus, she can call the Disneyland help office. She, it's all free to call because we've got unlimited calls. So, yeah, I think staying connected is something you need to think about several weeks before you, you go away. Um, yeah. Don't think about it last minute because I'll be honest with you. I've not done any research directly, but I'm pretty sure that walking up to the guy selling SIM cards at Sydney Airport is the worst way to get a SIM card value-wise. It's the same as if you want to tra- um, you know, switch travel money. Don't do it at the airport. You're not getting the best fees and rates there either. But speaking of which, just finally, it's not tech really related, but um, I'm, I am I walked into Westfields at Hornsby the other day with the kids. We were going somewhere, and there was a queue, like three people in a line to go to the little travel cash thing. Yeah. I'd never seen anyone there, but three people, I'm thinking it's before school holidays, people, what, what? Why are they getting cash? I, I find it staggering that people still yeah, I do. I think like they to, need I like a lot of cash. cash. I like to have cash when I arrive at a place. So you, where do you get it from before I'll you I just go? get it probably from the airport. You do? That's yeah. exactly what I said. Not yeah, to well, I just get it but from travel But do you Travelex. just get it from an ATM? No, no, go up so to the counter. There are, but I've got like a card that gives me a better rate. I've been doing it a while, so I get looked after with a rate. So that's why I still get it. I look, still get the cash. I... I renege on what I said about the airports. I'm talking about the the travel exchange people. Yeah. What I would do if you're a cash person at the at Sydney Airport, Melbourne Airport, they're all there. There's Travelex ATMs. Now, yeah. yes, you're going to pay a slightly more fee, but if you go there and say I want 200 US dollars, yeah. just get 200 US out. So you got a bit of cash ready to go, yeah. but you don't need like you don't need travelers checks. You don't need to get no. all your cash. Just load up a cash the, card. Right. You you your your ev your your actual card will work overseas. Um, if you want to to rely on a card for the entire trip. Um, there's a lot of options you can get with banks and airlines in terms of just getting travel cards because it's all about the rate. And one of the one of the things is when you buy stuff in the US, uh, a lot of the retailers will say, "Do you want to pay with Australian or American dollars?" And I I still don't know the answer to that question. Someone will probably tell me, and it'll be after I've travelled. Depend, depends but, on the rate, I guess, doesn't it? But that's the thing. It's so, I normally pay in the local currency. Yeah. So there's no conversion pe- fees. People say pay in the local currency and let and, and you let your bank do the conversion. Yeah. So then you're paying your bank's rate as opposed to paying. Some international but, um, banks um, rates. Filling a cash card. I remember when I travelled with my family, we had a cash card. So we had a Travelex, whatever. I think it was a whatever bank card it was for cash, mm. and we loaded it up with US currency. So we got a good rate, mm. filled up the card, and and it was that amount of US dollars wasn't going to change. Right. So uh, if if the rate's good, yep. fill it up, and then so we had a card. Okay, this, this is going to pay for every time we go to dinner. That's our dinner card. We're going to pay our, off this one. Yeah, yeah. And then we had some cash, and then whatever. And then my kids uh, at the time they they knew that uh, we we were, had planned the trip well in advance. So all of my all of their birthdays, my family, all their relatives knew yeah, they were going my away. My kids have all got. Like they got them all US US dollars. So they they were cashed up. They had like several hundred dollars mm. each mm. to shop with over there. So yeah. they, if they wanted to buy their own stuff, they could. I, I paid I paid for the dinners and the airfares and all the essentials. But if they wanted to buy something for themselves, they had their own money to do it. Stingy old bastard you are. <laughs> uh, two blokes talking tech, talking travel. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, hopefully yeah. people found some interest and some some insight in that. Uh, we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. And if you're looking for a home Wi-Fi system, Orbi is the way to go. Orbi provides a single Wi-Fi network across your home. Technically, it's called a mesh network. You have a, a, a router that you put next to your existing modem. You keep the modem that came from your internet provider. You plug in this 
router. And then somewhere else in the house, you put a satellite. Satellite is good looking. It's not some dorky tech looking box. It can sit beautifully on a bookshelf. Um, and it then creates a, a connection to the to the router, and which both together create one big dome over your home of Wi-Fi. It's a fantastic way to have seamless, fast, consistent Wi-Fi across your home. It's called Orbi, O-R-B-I, and you can find it at major retailers all around Australia. We did we did touch on our streaming services and and for our travel when we're talking about how we travel we do stream yep. our streaming apps Netflix and Stan yep. you can uh, download to the device so that way when you're on a, on a flight with no connection to the internet you can't stream you got everything there ready to go um, the streaming services obviously the Netflix and Stan are the two main ones for us although I'm a recent Amazon Prime customer right so I've uh, just recently got on board I've had that. that since the Grand Tour. Yeah, well, that's the only reason you got it, wasn't yeah, it, for the grand tour? Yeah, yeah. but I, I got it. I, I joined Amazon Prime, um, that the shopping the shopping uh, membership, and how I much get do you that, shop online? Oh, a little bit, but I thought Not for five dollars a month, well, how can I lose? Like, give it a crack, and then I get Prime out of that. Plus, I get the discounted shipping if I okay. get anything. So yeah, uh, streaming. How I stream at home, I've got uh, – well, the Netflix apps are sort of on our, all our TVs in the house. Yep. I've also got – we're sitting in my, my Tech Guide Theatre here, and I've also got Netflix uh, as an app on my 4K player yep. so that I can stream – I can watch Netflix 4K yep. um, So in here as well. Uh, I've also got Stan, which is on all the TVs and on my computer. I've got Netflix on my computer as well in my office. And we've got Foxtel Now. Uh, I've got a box in the lounge room. I've got a box in here. I've got a Chromecast in the bedroom, and I've got it on my browser in my office. And I've got a Telstra TV box in my office as well, so I can watch that in there as well. Yep. And that's our streaming setup. So we um, we we have subscriptions to all three: Stan, Netflix, and Amazon. Um, on the we've got a Samsung TV in the lounge room, and it's got everything built in. It's great. Uh, I've only just introduced the kids to Amazon because I thought they, they were watching the same bloody thing over and over again on Netflix because they just love, you know, whatever crappy show it is, Teen Titans or whatever. And I thought, I wonder if there's something else. And they didn't look like there was anything on, but, mate, they've been watching Amazon for the last yeah. three or four weeks. SpongeBob's on there and stuff like that. So they're just they, – <laughs> my kids come downstairs and when they're allowed to watch TV, they just watch – they don't watch TV. They watch Stan or Netflix or Amazon yeah. Prime. Um, so the, not like us. Not like back in the day, 6 o'clock in the morning on Agro's a Saturday, Cartoon watch, watch Connection. Thunderbirds. No, Thunderbirds, no. 6 a.m. on a Saturday. It's crazy. So we rely on the streaming services on our yep. main TV. Um, we have them in a million other places, but that's the biggest way they get used. Um, we have a, I have a Samsung tablet, like a Tab S2 or something, a couple of years old, um, which Amanda uses. Uh, she's got a, I always forget, they're called now, Travelator. What are they called? Exercise, walking. Exercise. Travel. What's the walking machine? Treadmill. Treadmill. <laughs> I always forget what they're called. That is not treadmill. the first time I've forgotten what they're called. They're called a treadmill because probably um, you use it so little. Yeah, no. I walk past it um, every day. Um, it's out the front of my office. Uh, and that's got, so that tablet has Netflix, Stan, and our Foxtel Now subscription. Uh, okay, so it's away from the TV, so she watches the tablet. Yeah, it's, got, it's okay. got like it's got speakers. The treadmill has speakers built oh, wow. in and everything, so the audio out plugs into the speakers of the treadmill. Very nice. Um, so it's very good. Uh, so we've got an, a Foxtel there in my office. I've now got a Foxtel box and and a oh, your Chromecast. IQ4, that's yeah, in the, IQ, that's in your office. I've got office. And there's one of those in the lounge room as well. So you're two boxes. No one knows how to use it. Um, two boxes. Yeah. Okay. Multi room, so I can use Chromecast. Did you have two boxes before that? Years ago, yeah. Right. Okay. And then then we got rid of it. Went down just to the office, and then then we got rid yeah, of it completely. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so I use Chromecast in in the studio, but 
<clears throat> primarily it's our main TV. We have a fetch TV in both um, both lounge room and dining room as well. So Amanda will use Stan uh, on the fetch TV. So we often, frankly, have just, and we'll talk about this next week, but we often have the West Wing just running. Just, it's just on. Show. I love it. And so Amanda, because Amanda works, you know, she's got a little desk in the lounge room area. Um, and so West Wing will just be running. She uses Netflix when she's when she's using, sorry, uh, Fetch when she's using um, Stan. But see, the thing I think about streaming services, Stephen, I think we're very different in the way we uh, find content. Yeah. So I either hear about it from you. Yeah. Uh, or it's or something, or yeah, it's something that I've always wanted, like I, I've been following for years. So Better Call Saul, for example. I, I, yes. I'll, I'll get alerts to that. I know when it's on, so I'll make sure my Stan subscription is active. I've well, never you'll be deactivated know, Stan. You'll be pleased to know I'm smashing through Breaking Bad. Oh, great. Where, so how I far can, I'm up to season three. Yep. And so that I could, because season two okay, is so, Saul gets introduced in season two. Of Breaking Bad, and so I've seen that episode. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Breaking Bad? Yeah, no, I love it. No, it's great. All the all the the recommendations and the 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 recommendations have have, have spot on. It it is one of those shows where the, there's a lot of tension in it, and he's trying to sort of keep. It's also one of those shows, as I recall, where you, where it's not a single episode run. You've really got to you got to be oh, cautious, yeah. not never to, to judge because it because you. You could come in and watch one episode and go, that wasn't that great. But yeah. if you watch it for a couple of episodes, you see the arc, you see the, Absolutely. the highs yeah, no, and lows. Good. It has payoffs later in the season. But um, no, I'm enjoying it. It's really good. I'm Mate. looking forward to seeing the episodes with Saul in season two. Well, I'm thinking, oh, great. I'm looking for, he's, he's just got a great turn of phrase. He's but see, it's quite funny, a funny because, guy. see, you're, you're, it's really interesting to me. You're coming at Breaking Bad from the Saul perspective. See, I came at Breaking Bad... In one of my very first CESs, so we're talking yep. 2012, 13, or somewhere yep. there. Um, Flipsy, who comes now with me to CES, ironically, um, I remember we were, we had he's an old schoolmate of mine, and we were if our kids are you know, similar ages. They live on the Central Coast. It was down before Christmas, maybe it was a Christmas lunch, you know. And we we're just talking about TV shows, and he said you've got to watch Breaking Bad. And I said, well, mate, I just man, I'm not good with you know new shows, so <laughs> sell it to me in, uh, in you know in one sentence. And he goes. High school teacher turns drug manufacturer. Yeah. And I just went, okay. Yeah. They're the best shows where you can I'm describe in. it so succinctly <laughs> yeah. like that. And, and I, so yeah. I remember what I did. I watched, um, I reckon I watched the first season at home and I went, oh, this is good. And I can clearly remember then um, downloading on iTunes. So paying for yeah. like all six, I think the six seasons. I've got them on DVD. <laughs> so, so paying for them all and downloading them all and flying away to Vegas, right? And then... Amanda rings me and she goes, why is the internet so slow? Uh, because I'd used up all of our data all and we'd data. been shaped. So this is like five years ago. We'd You're been throttled. shaped, oh, no. throttled down to a slow speed no. because I'd downloaded Breaking Bad. Thanks, thanks Trevor. <laughs> anyway, so, so I've, I've, come at, I've come at Better Call Saul having watched Breaking Bad and then have several years, many years difference between this new show, Breaking mm-hmm. uh, Better Call Saul, whereas you're coming at it not having seen Better Call Saul, but... Yeah. But I, I was told, hearing about Saul. I was told you could watch Better Call Saul without watching Breaking Bad. I, I but think, it would be bet you would enjoy it more if you had to watch Breaking Bad. I think so. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I want to. I, I want to see Breaking Bad anyway because people. So many people have talked about it. But I think and it's one of those shows I haven't seen. I'm just going to probably poorly say it's like episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars. You don't need to watch them first. Yeah. Um, but okay, you can if you want to. Yeah. You can that's, if you, yeah. you could watch them first yeah. and run all the way through. But most people would argue watch three, oh, yeah. four, and f- four, five, and six. My tip for Star Wars is, is just watch them. them in the order they were made. Yes, not the order of the numbers. And I, I think yeah. that's the same for Breaking Bad yeah. in this case because okay. I think that's it's, what I'm doing. I think it gives you a different perspective. Absolutely, on, on things. absolutely. But yeah, you, you, 
Um, I love hearing recommendations from people. Mm. I, I, I'm not a big the, the algorithm on Netflix. Really? I, um, I look at it. and I'm thinking there's shows on there that I know I've seen before and I love that has it says 68. percent I'm thinking how well do you know me? Like this is not right. But I guess the problem is you, it's you, based on what I've already watched. Are you using the likes and dislikes though? Not really. See, that's the thing. If you're not yeah. using that, how can yeah. they really be sure? But I, I can. Uh, the, the beauty of streaming is you can give a show a go. Like Joe, my wife, I've recommended Ozark to her. She goes, you know what? I just didn't like it, so she just abandoned yeah. it. No. And and the beauty of streaming is you can you can taste it and see. You can try it out and see what happens. Yeah. Do you have? But that's interesting because we. I I said something to Amanda about Ozark and. I think she, she said, but, but you've already you've already watched it. I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 too far ahead to come back, babe. Basically, yeah. is what I've said. This is not a couple show now; it's yeah. a trip show. Yeah. Um, if I'll you want it, go and get it on your you, own. Yeah, that's what I said to Josh. Whereas I'm not waiting for you. Our yeah. show is still Madam Secretary, it's the, and and, yeah, right. and uh, Designated Survivor. That's the only show that we will kind yeah. of instinctively go. No, we're not going to watch that alone. We'll, I we'll like make Designated sure that we, Survivor. We the, we'll, we'll watch that together. We've abandoned yeah. Designated Survivor. It, it went awful. We've got our t- our together shows as well. I'm like you. I've got my own shows where I think we're two three seasons back on on, on Madam Secretary. We're we're, yeah, we're, right. we're way behind. I've never seen it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I, I tell you a show that I watch. I don't know whether we've discussed this before. Joe and I watched together Tyrant on Netflix, mm-hmm. three seasons. And it's based on, I think it's loosely based on the Saddam Hussein family. Really? Like, it's a, it's a drama. It's about an American guy. You see this American doctor and his wife and his two kids, and they're preparing for a trip. And the trip they're going to is to see their brother, uh, to go to their family, his brother's son's wedding in Aberdeen, a, a, a fictitious Middle Eastern country, yes. where the brother... Uh, is the second in charge of the father, who's like the 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 dictator of the country, and so nice. they're caught up in this. That they go to the wedding, and then drama happens. The father something happens to him, and then there's a sort of line of succession, and then he gets caught up in the whole yeah. dramas. It's not a bad show for, and and there's like actors you know in it, like the dude out of um, Law and Order, Chris Noth is in it, and yeah. it, it is it is not a bad show. That, that's what we watch together. Yeah, um, but. And, and I initially started watching Game of Thrones. Like, Joe was never into Game of Thrones. And I remember the very first episode of Game of Thrones, because I'd read the books and everything, right? I said, let's watch this. This could be our show. The first Anyone who's ever seen the first episode of Game of Thrones, there's decapitations and all this gore and nudity. And my, my Joe says, you know what? This will be your show. You can watch that. <laughs> but But the hype of the show over the seasons got so big that her mates started to get into it. So she thought, okay, and she binged. Before season seven started, she went season one to six and smashed them so we could watch season seven together. And now she's a convert. She loves it. So Bowen was telling me the other day about a show he watched on, I'm assuming, Netflix about the last year of the Obama presidency. It was like a behind-the-scenes yeah. doco following the media guy. But a lot I of heard lot. of this too. I think it? he recommended it to me. I think he told oh, me about right. it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to find it's the like name. It's just an amazing access that this documentary he, had. Because like, he, yeah. he and I worked together, and we've worked in you know news radio for a long time, so you, you kind of think you know the machinations of the world. Yeah. And he said the, the access... To Obama's people, let alone yeah. Obama, was phenomenal. I think it's called the final year. Is that right? right? The final year. I've heard that too, okay, and I, I think I think so. I've actually put it on. You know how you can put shows on your list. See, I don't use I think any it's of on that. my list. I don't use any of those yeah. features. I just go. Oh, it's, I'm 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 two days away from traveling. Download. Yeah, like that's what I do. But I think we should also mention too that a, a, a while streaming 
services are mainly associated with TV series. Yeah. That there are a lot of movies a on lot there of as movies, well. Yeah. Movies, I, 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 uh, and I'm surprised how quickly the movies get on there. Like I, I was flicked over. I was on. Um, was it was it Netflix or Fox? I was no, I was on Fox Fox till now. Mm. And the, at eight thirty last Saturday night, they were showing the Last Jedi, the, the latest Star Wars movie was on Fox Right. So the, they do come pretty quickly to those services as well. And 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 like the series, you can download those movies because you know on Netflix especially there are made for Netflix movies. You know, so there are movies that that's right that, that just come on the Netflix. The one great example was a movie with Natalie Portman called Annihilation. Now, this was a show that was released theatrically in the US. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. It's called Annihilation. Mm -hmm. It's based on Jeff Vandermeer's uh, Southern Reach trilogy of books, which I've read. The first book, Annihilation, this is what this no is based on. No wonder you got such a big head. How do you keep this body knowledge? <laughs> I don't know. But it, it was... I really don't know. It was the release theatrically, in, and I'm thinking, I'll go see that. I love that book, yeah. and I want to see it. The trailer looked really good. And then it, it was, I think it was February or March this year, and then it, it says... Directly new release on Netflix. Then how good is this? It's like going to the movies at home. Like this theatrical release is in here on Netflix already. I thought, wow. how good is this? Mm. Yeah, a lot of shows now. A lot of Adam Adam Sandler movies are now Netflix made. I think he's thinking, yeah, yeah make, no, he did a make deal the with quick them. make yeah. the quick bucks. Don't worry for There's the long few, game and the yeah, theaters and all that There's stuff. There's a few movies that are that are now. There was one movie I watched um, with Forrest Whitaker called How It Ends. Have you seen that? It's like a mm-hmm. this this incident happens in the US and. The the fiance uh, the the guy and Forrest Whitaker the, the Forrest Whitaker's daughter is this dude's fiance. They've got to get to the other side of the country to find her to, and find out what happened. That wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I don't. You're right. I haven't watched many movies on Netflix or something. Yeah, no, all. we often on a Saturday night. Joe, or Joe, and I were sitting. She sits right where you're sitting right now. Oh, and uh, we either I've either got the latest four K. <laughs> we either watch the latest four K movie that I've got or. We say, okay, what's what do we see on Netflix? What do you want to watch? Or sometimes even Tyrant, when we we just smash through that, we'd watch two episodes at once. She'd or have three. a glass of wine, not water. Oh right? yeah, there'd be a glass of red over there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's 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 another. We, we either watch a movie or just go through a couple of episodes of a show we happen to be watching. Oh, I the one thing I'd say about these streaming services for ten bucks or fifteen bucks, whatever you end up paying, the um. The value of this for parents with young kids, yeah, it's phenomenal, mate. The I know for a fact that when we travel, so we're, we're, I'm charging up. Obviously, this is before we travel, but you listen to it afterwards. But <laughs> I'm doing, still my head in yeah. um, the with the kids. So Jack, Jacko's got an iPad, and the kids have got iPods. Um, I'm probably going to crack out a couple of extra tablets because I've probably I could probably use that Samsung that a man has gotten. I don't know something else, but it's a bit hard to watch movies and stuff on an iPod. Yeah, you need a decent, <clears throat> but. I've get, I bought the kids each. Is this um, for the flight? This is for the flight. They got into in flight entertainment. They yeah, got I know, kids but, channels. They got a kids channel. I know, but I, yeah. I want the kids to be able to, you know, have, have a, a bank of stuff. Have a I, I want to okay. download Fair a bunch call. of stuff to a device. Fair call. I bought them all um, JBL headphones, so nice. um, little coloured headphones, so they're they're good to go. Good on you. Um, but yeah, you look at the kids' content on these channels on these services. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Like, there's so much there. I just, it'd be yeah. interesting because I've never tried it. It'd be interesting to see what's downloadable. You know how that's often a, yeah. a catch? It's not yeah, downloadable. Yeah, some isn't. Yeah, yeah there you was go, one. Oh, what was one you know show? what? It was Bowen said to me because when he went to Europe recently, I said, mate, what the West Wing? He's never seen the West Wing. You're joking. You can't download the West Wing. Oh, no, I know what's down. I know you can't. I said, I could have hooked yeah. up. Old, old mate's got, a, got the whole lot. I'm pretty old sure. Mate, I've got a whole yeah. series on a micro SD card. Yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, we'll t- and I've got the whole series, season, every show of the old, the original Twilight Zone series all on a micro SD card as well. That's just lame. There's like 180 episodes. But they're good. They're like 25 minutes where you can smash through a few of them. The old black and white Twilight Zone with Rod Serling, which I hear uh, is going to be remade. They're gonna, the guy who directed uh, Get Out, you know that movie, the guy who won Best Original Screenplay. I'm trying to remember his name now. No idea. Um, These are facts that I don't keep. Yeah, he, he, uh, that person oh, whose name, Jesus, his name escapes me. He, the, the movie Get Out is about a guy, uh, a, a, a African-American gentleman, mm-hmm. who happens to have a white girlfriend and they go to her uh, parents' home uh, up in like the, um, the upper New Hamptons. York, uh, in the Hamptons, yeah, up in, yeah, what do you call that area? Up in, upper West Side. Up, not the Upper West Side, but just up near the Hamptons in the country areas mm-hmm. up there. And uh, upstate New York, upstate New York. And um, yeah, these, these freaky things happen. It's a really good movie. Yeah, okay. I don't want to take too much because it'll give it away. But it is wow! It won a best original screenplay. I'll take your word for it, Stephen. Uh, two blokes talking tech, talking streaming, talking whatever the heck we want uh, to keep you entertained uh, while I'm on holidays. Uh, Stephen's just chilling out, working hard at techguide.com.au. Uh, episode three sixty three. Thanks to Netgear and Uniden. Uniden proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech, and they've just released their new range of their AppCam Solo Plus security cameras. These are wireless, wire free. Weatherproof as well, so they can be placed outside. Security really important, really important thing for for people to be able to keep an eye on their homes, to keep an eye on their offices, their holiday homes. So having a device like the Uniden AppCam Solo is really important. These uh, have got full HD, so you can see in great detail. They've also got rechargeable quick swap batteries. You can save your video as well, either on a local SD card or back it up in the cloud. Weatherproof, as I said, so you can put them outside. They can handle the rain. Uh, two-way talk as well. So if someone's in front of the camera, you can actually have a conversation with them, whether it's uh, uh, your child coming home from school or maybe a, a delivery person. Uh, you talking them to them about leaving the package on your doorstep, up to you. You can remotely view the cameras as well, so through the app. Uh, really cool with that. You also get your notifications. So the good thing about the Uniden cameras is that they've got thermosense. So you're not getting, uh, with, with some other cameras, if they notice trees swaying in the background or cars driving by, they could be sent to you as motion that's detected your home. They're a little bit of a nuisance that can be. But what Uniden has is this thermosense, which combines heat and movement to send you that proper notification so you know that it is a person or someone that is moving in front of your cameras and thereby you getting the proper notification. The Uniden AppCam Solo, they're available in single, twins and triple packs. Well worth checking out at uniden.com.au. Stephen, we talked the other day, uh, about three weeks ago actually, but <clears throat> only feels like three days, um, about uh, Google's 20th anniversary. And we reflected um, ahead of that 20th anniversary on how, frankly, the, I mean, it's just game changing. The world's changed. It's just game changing yeah technology yeah. which google you know, was you, a remarkable story th- there's google. no there's no doubt that someone would have indexed something along the way right but google did it that's they're the people that indexed yeah. the internet but man it just got us talking and i guess so it was also a suggestion i think from from someone about world changing or game changing technology yeah. and you got to be careful not to go too hard on this and just say this and that and this and that because you, mm. you could go over bake it a bit yeah. right sorry just before you continue i just want to just give you one little tidbit i found mm. out about google mm. that I, I I wrote the story in Tech Guide and sort of did a timeline of Google, what, what happened. And, you know, in 1998 was when they set it up. In 1999, did you know they tried to sell the company? Really? There was a, there's a, there was a search engine that existed called Excite. They were yep. the current search engine. Mm. They, they went to them and offered 
to for them to buy them out for one million dollars. Excite said, "No, nah, overvalued." So they thought, "Okay, we'll stick about on our talk own. about game changing decisions." Yeah, so it's like knocking back the Beatles, basically, right? So they say, yeah, no, yeah. "You got no future." And uh, <laughs> they went ahead on their own, and and apparently one of the initial uh, venture capitalists that invested was Jeff Bezos, who is now current boss of Amazon. That's why he can afford he, to fly to Mars. He was the one of the initial, <laughs> one of the to think initial four major investors in Google. Wow. Thought I'd share that with you before we talk about our other world changing. That technology. is gold. So I don't know. I just think well, the question is what other what other things sit at that platform? What you know, rewrite the the history books, fast forward yeah. fifty years, when we look backwards, um, you know, we talk light bulbs, we talk, you know, yeah, electricity, we, we talk about a bunch of things. Yeah. What what things in our the in phone. our in our recent fifteen, twenty years, smartphone. like in that Google space. The smartphone. So where do we attribute that? Do we attribute that directly to Steve Jobs and the iPhone? Um, or do we, we go backwards to, to the BlackBerry? Because I, I can clearly, very clearly remember being, see, when I was at 2GB, I wasn't in a tech position. I was just a producer of the football or, or the morning show or whatever. Um, and I remember George Bushman, the CEO, and he had this thing called a BlackBerry. Um, and they showed me, and he's, he's like, so, you know, we, you know we're going to carry it around, and it's got an email in it. I'm like, who the hell? Oh, I'm, I can clearly remember saying, what a load of rubbish. Why would you want an email constantly Good call. out of your pocket? Yeah, great call. <clears throat> Knock back the Beatles. Um, but, but see, that's how game-changing that was. Because back then, you didn't have email in your pocket. And the, the big thing was it was push email. So as someone hit send on the email, yeah. it just came you got it. to your yeah. pocket. You, your, your phone didn't need to check for mail. This was... This is a missed missed uh, memory of BlackBerry that they had. It was the server technology that was actually yeah. so powerful because the email would come, it would hit the server, and the server would ping you and and, yeah. and tell your device to get the amazing. email. It was amazing technology. So we're talking late nineties, early two thousands yeah. here. I, I used a BlackBerry heavily when I was at Newsland. I used we, a BlackBerry until yeah. two thousand and eight. Yeah, I was using it nonstop. I was. I think I was still using a BlackBerry till about then, and then the iPhone came out, and it was sort of game Good over. Bond. But it was. Um, it was. I can remember when I got my first BlackBerry through the company, through News Limited, yep. and they had the Bez, they had the Bez, the BlackBerry Enterprise Server, and I remember thinking back then, you, you know, email was a thing, and you think, oh, okay, I've got to go back to my desk now, and there's like 500 emails waiting yeah. for me, and I'm thinking, wow, what a chore. But then when they when I got the BlackBerry, I'm thinking, what what my email? I can read my email right here now, and I, and I'm thinking. This is this is unheard of. It's it's like when the internet. Uh, my kids laugh at me when I say this. Like I remember seeing first time we had connected to the internet and seeing this page come up on my computer that wasn't there. Mm. I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> wow, look at this. I've got a page here that's from the internet from the from the other side of the world. We we talked about it the other week with Google. We talked about uh, encyclopedias. By the way, Kate Burley, formerly at Intel, now uh-huh. at Amazon, uh, said g'day and said oh, she good. had Britannicas. Aha, uh-huh. yeah, that was a big one. Physical Britannicas, yeah, right. Well, you were either a Britannica, World Book, or a Funk and Wagnall. So anyway, that were the three majors. Damn straight. I, was I had World Book, you had Funk and Wagnall, <laughs> <laughs> which was a real pleasure to say when you were a kid, eh? Because it was like swearing without swearing. And then, and she, so she was a Britannica girl. Britannica, fair, yes. fair call, fair call. Strikes me as a Britannica but, girl. Um, yeah, no, but the Blackberry, I remember, it, it got to a point where. I'm thinking this thing is phenomenal. Like I had, I get back to my desk and all my emails were answered. I'm thinking oh, yeah. what? What? It's unlocked all this time that I had. It's just, but it got to a point though. Do you remember when people used to call them crackberries? Yes, because we were on them so much, we were so addicted to them. Reading our email, replying from where we were, it was incredible. 
so when we, this is why I say when we say smartphone, I know the iPhone is is a game, absolute tech game changer. Yeah. In the device sense, no doubt. Yeah, but then um, it sort of gave birth to apps and stuff like that, which is another. We'll yeah, talk about so, later. so I think that's a tangent that, yeah. that, that it has. But I just think that you can't overlook the BlackBerry as a as a as a pioneer. Well, that was your first space. computer in your pocket, wasn't it? And and do you remember having a, I remember smartphone, having a really? HP Windows powered thing. Yeah, the that Nokia was a phone. E91 it was a brick. It was massive. Something. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, and it had a stylus and I had a know. compact iPad. Yeah, I had a high touch, HP one. Touch screen. It was, and it was beautiful color screen, was, big screen oh, yeah, on. It was wow. great. I used to love carrying it around. It was my phone. It was everything. It was it was literally a computer in your pocket. Yeah. But what I found it delivered was this this amazing interface. Like remember when he when he did multi touch, and when he did. Do you remember if you Pinch look on zoom. YouTube? Look on YouTube. His rubber band it, effect. Yeah. When he when he goes okay, well, how do I scroll through all these contacts? And he pushed his finger up on the screen. And everyone just gasped in amazement. Yeah, and, which I know is funny to think about to now, but you got to remember it didn't exist. It was amazing when but, you first. I did these um, uh, demonstrations. They called them um, experience sessions at Telstra stores with experienced Australians, uh-huh. seniors, uh, old people, and um, we were showing them iPads. And when you show someone pinch and zoom on a map yeah. for the very first time. <gasps> Yeah, it's incredible. It's it's mind blowing. Another really bit is. of trivia: the iPad was actually the product that was slated to be developed first before mm. the iPhone. Right. So that that whole multi-touch interface. If you read Steve Jobs' biography, which I don't think you have, no, he says he, in the book it says, "Well, we had this technology. We were working on a tablet device. We had the multi-touch. Then Steve Jobs thought, can you put that in a smaller device on your phone?'" And they went, "Yeah." He goes, "Okay, do that." So iPhone suddenly they they put iPad on hold, mm. and that that multi touch that whole interface was developed then for the iPhone. Yeah, remarkable. But but the iPhone then what 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 struck me with iPhone and uh, I can remember the day the iPhone was announced. I was in Vegas for CES. It was press day at mm. CES two thousand seven, and at that time I was still working for News Limited. So. Myself and the editor from Melbourne, Dave Bullard, was the connect editor of Melbourne, Melbourne, and and we had a discussion. He goes, "Mate, one of us will do CES, one of us will do Apple." I said, "Look, I've already been invited to CES. I'm committed to CES. If if Apple want to take you, I, I, Apple invited me. I said, look, I'm going to CES. Take Dave." So he went to the. That's one I, I dread. Uh, oh. I regret. I regret giving that up. Being at the iPhone launch, <laughs> but he did that. I was in Vegas, but I had to cover it for the telly, right? So I was there. And it was press day, don't forget, for CS. You know how busy press day gears can be. And I thought, I got up and it was like, because I was in America, it was local time. I watched it at 10 o'clock in the morning. And it absolutely was, the world shifted that day in Mm. in the tech world. Even press day where nothing else mattered. Apple weren't even at CES. And even that CES that year, the only people were, thing people were talking about was something that wasn't there. It was the iPhone. Mm. That's how big it was at the time. So here's what Apple, coming from the computer space to the phone space, which is sort of what the opposite of what everyone else did. Like Nokia, which was massive yeah. at the time, was a phone company that tried to, be, to, tried to make a computer. Apple was a computer company that made a phone, yeah. and that, that was the difference. And, and it made browsing the internet. You could browse the internet on phones, but it was a painful experience, mm. terrible experience. Then the iPhone came along, and you can browse like you're sitting in front of your computer. Yeah. And email was easy. Text messaging was colorful and even more interesting. And that, that shifted everything, which then gave birth to the apps. Yep. 
And it was, you know, you, you look at then we haven't been the same since. And now every company followed them in. The Samsung, every company made a, a device, yeah. full touch screen. So, That's how it is. So then, I, I mean, Google, BlackBerry, iPhone. Are we going to look back in five, ten years from now and say that Amazon Alexa, Google Home are similar Perhaps. game changers? Because it's interesting, right? Siri is the oldest voice assistant we have. Mm. Siri was announced on the iPhone 4S. 2011. Right? Yeah. Well before, like many years in advance of Google mm. Assistant and Alexa. Yet Siri's way behind, in my view. We've, we've discussed it before. Yeah. But I wonder whether in five years from now we're going to look back and go, remember when we used to touch, you know, screens and stuff and, yeah. and now we just ask everything? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, are we going to look back on Google Home Perhaps, as being that yeah. defining time moment? I think it's going to be, there's still a lot of a lot of learning happening with it and a lot of customers getting used to it. Yeah. But it's like, it's like when a, a person got their first smartphone. I'm thinking, wow, look at this, look what this thing can do. It's just a matter of, Getting your sort of feet on the ground and 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 trying it, I think the block is is showing Alexa. the current series of the block, which is probably over by now, uh, is yeah. showing is showing. Uh, what about Alexa. the winning apartment? Fantastic, but um, it had Alexa all over it. But it was a ninety minute ad for Alexa, mm. and good on them. It was a great way to showcase it. But see, it's interesting when you talk about those technologies. I don't think anything in TV we would see as revolutionary. 4K is amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and 8K is coming. <laughs> all, all these things are amazing. HD was amazing. 4K is yeah. amazing. But I don't think they're revolutionary. No, Do you know what I mean? They're not no. world-changing tech. They're just improvements what we already had. Whereas the, the iPhone, oh, that, that was sort of a great example of it took something and just totally turned it on its head. The only thing, I, the only other thing I would say in terms of world-changing tech is to possibly look at the transition of Netflix and say they went from being a company that sent CDs to people in the post yeah. to finding this distribution platform, yeah. well, building it out across the world. Um, not only the distribution, the mm. streaming distribution, but the device in, integration. Yeah, that that, that well, may it's, well it's be seen as world-changing because look at how my kids use bloody Netflix. Well, now. they don't watch TV. Your kids, that's do right. They? So they, it's they a TV on, killer. They turn on this screen and they yeah. go straight to that. That app, but it's that on-demand thing. Like I say that to my it's kids, said, your your generation, like my kids are twenty three, twenty one, and eighteen now, right? And I say to them, I say, you've never, if you want something, you could have it within seconds. Music, TV shows, movies, Google, you can Google anything. It's you get it instantly. They're the mm. instant generation. So that's why TV. Oh, hang on, I don't want to wait till nine thirty to watch a TV show. What? What's this? Mm. Like it's. And that's remember I was talking to you off air. I, I should have I should have mentioned in the streaming the show Succession, yeah. HBO show that is all about. And I think it's loosely based on the Murdoch family. This is sort of the father figure is the boss of the company, and yep. there's three sons and a daughter, and they're all doing their best. Mm. And one of the things where the dad says. And this isn't giving anything away. The dad says, oh, there's a chain of local TV stations I want to buy. And the son pipes up and says, Dad, no one watches TV anymore. We're, we're, that's, that's old. That's old. Yeah. And that's sort of part of the drama in the show is that sort of the new generation trying to get their two cents worth into the company and make it grow. But that, that, that is because of you, – you look at the competition TV has now, streaming services, the internet, even before Netflix, right? Kids weren't watching stuff. They were watching YouTube. They were watching stuff on demand. They weren't sitting in front of the TV at 8.30, unless it's like a live event, like sport or something like that, or mm. the news, although they really watch the news. That, that was, that they never watched television. They were all on their screens or on their computers. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see what other people think. 
uh, Ziggy Zaggy the hashtag um, world changing tech. What have we missed? What what's up there? What yeah. ranks as world changing tech, or have we over over egged the BlackBerry or over egged the App Store yeah. or over egged like, streaming? Just one other thing, like what world changing tech? We we talk about the smartphone. I think it's significant because it's overtaken other devices. Like the smartphone's mm. become our camera. It's become our audio player. It's everything. But again, are we going to look back on twenty fourteen and the Apple Watch? As being world changing tech at some point when it's fine, like it's it's finding its groove yeah. now for sure. Maybe. But are we going to get to a point where we don't carry phones, we carry screens, and we use watches as phones? Yeah, I think that we're heading that way. And now with voice voice commands and everything, you really do you need a screen? Do you need you got a screen on your wrist? I guess, but mm. the trend at the moment is. We are consuming content on the move, and that's why we've got these big screens on phones. And I, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Yeah. I think people want that screen real estate, to, yeah. especially to use their apps and use their maps and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 363. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden. We'll be back next week for another scintillating uh, chat <laughs> about all things global tech. Yes. Absolutely. You can find Stephen at techguide.com.au, uh, eftm.com for my stuff, and you can find us both on Twitter, at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick. Stephen, uh, let's do it again. Let's do that for sure. Literally. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.